Hello Audio Listener. Please subscribe, leave a like and review on the platform you're listening from. The video version of this show is on YouTube and the link will be in the description. Um, the Wavering Podcast, uh, I've got an episode with Jordan Peak, and thanks for joining me, bro. Oh, no, pleasure, had, sir. I know you've had, obviously, a quick, brief discussion. Um, but yeah, like, tell me about where you're from and like how your music journey started and a bit about yourself, like, you know. Okay, well, uh, I'm originally from the Isle of Wight. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, a little island on the south coast of England. Um, and music-wise, uh, my dad uh, used to have a lot of the early Ministry of Sound uh, and like Kiss FM CDs. And so as well as having your more kind of mainstream dance stuff on there, there'd also be like stuff by Todd Terry. Well, I guess he had like a lot of stuff that did cross over. But there was also like Todd Terry, DJ Sneak, Masters at Work, loads of stuff on there. And so I was exposed to it from a really, really young age. Because when I speak to like a lot of people and like a lot of peers, they tend to get it like a little bit later. But because my dad had these CDs, um, like driving in the car to school, I'd, like, I'd just be exposed to it from a really young, uh, young age. And I got into DJing um, at 13. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I had like a, a couple of belt drive turntables, just like oh, really cheap wicked. ones, like from a super young age. Yeah. yeah. Um, would and obviously like before you kind of understand music a bit more and like understand the taste and selections i'd have like some hard house records and had some trance records and had some house records like just complete mishmash uh all over the shop but just non-stop learning to like to beat match like uh completely in my room um did that for a long time played my first ever gig when i was 16 out like an under 18s night classic (laughs) so so it was so it was me playing house music and then all the other djs played drum and bass and (laughs) and i've never forgot it it sounds like you've had the same upbringing as i have because my dad did the same with uh the ministry of sound the annual one up to two uh, annual one two and three it used to be like boy george and and yeah yeah the green one yeah i listened to did exactly the same thing yeah yeah but um yeah so like first ever gig when i was 16 like playing out uh i played like house music for an hour and completely cleared the floor because obviously like, when you're younger you want the energy and stuff yeah, but it yeah. was like it was all drum and bass drum and bass me house music no one danced and then as soon as the other guy came on drum and bass he's like hey the party's going again <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so that was like 16 and then i always wanted to make my own records as well but like uh, never actually you know just kind of knew what to do um and finally got into it at 18 and kind of never really looked back you know um started on a version of cubase tried that out for a bit played around with logic tried that out for a bit and then found ableton and i just stuck with up and like i say just lots and lots of time spent practicing and trying out sounds and listening to records and like how was that made oh okay that's that kind of sound Oh, this is how you kind of recreate it, like reverse engineering. And then that's it. That's basically how it's been. So go, let's go back to like when you uh, got your first set of like belt drives and stuff. Because I remember yeah. getting mine. You might remember this. Uh, Argos did the DJ mix software, like the, the <laughs> little shitty kit, right? For like £150 cool. or whatever it was. I got that. but And I got some Stanton uh, vinyl turntables. But yeah. Uh, what like as you got bell drives? What were the first sort of records you purchased to play on them? Like I said, it would it had been stuff on completely all over the shop, all like, over so just anything. From yeah. Things, yeah, yeah. So from things like Todd Terry, 
to yeah. like nuclears and tidy tracks like hard house so you're going from like 120 bpm to sort of like 140 like like oh, yeah, BPM. Yeah, yeah. some trancey bits some garage even like some drum and bass bits just collecting yeah just yeah. collecting but then and not even because like i say when you first start out like it's not like now where you can literally just go on youtube and you can learn everything anything mm -hmm. and everything you need to know music wise and production wise you, you've got it at your fingertips um like I say, 13 years old, not even kind of sure of BPMs and not understanding that Todd Terry won't necessarily mix like beat match into a Ronnie Size record or like a Dillinger record because the BPMs yeah. are completely out. <laughs> um, but yes, it was, it was just literally anything and everything I could get from uh, record shops near me. I think there was like an HMV that I'd used to go to and like I'd buy stuff from and then also online from hard to find records which i think was in birmingham yeah, uh, yeah i'd get a lot so. of stuff from there and yeah htfr because i used to get the catalogs through as well if you bought That's something cool. once from them then uh, every sort of four four months no like every like season change you get like a catalog through like just to like say oh this is what we got let's get your, get your gear and stuff get your kit get your records yeah it's mad isn't it because like uh, i think through the age of how, how old are you jordan I'm 36. 36. So around about the same age. And from that yeah. early teenage, drum and bass was really in, wasn't it, at the time? I yeah. mean, it's always been in, but it was really like, as kids, what we would listen to. You yeah. Know, like the old school, like say Dylan Jar, DJ Hype, Zing, cool. all sort of people. And so Aphrodite. Aphrodite yeah. is another one, like a massive one that I used to like a lot. You know, and I mean, I still love drum and bass now to say. I think drum and bass is like one of the core like sort of things of any sort of UK child growing up with music right um but going into like because i did the same thing for like 16th birthday parties when you're at school you're like oh i dj and everyone's like can you do my 16th birthday party and stuff so, like, <laughs> how, how did that go doing that did you take like your turntables and do that did you get lights and stuff because i bought shitty lights from like like say Argos yeah, yeah. and how was that um, sort of sort of thing for I was you? gonna say uh no, no no it was just it was actually like an under 18s night so oh, was, that's your proper night. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, it, so was, sorry, sorry, it was. Yeah. It was. It was. That's no, fine. It's. It's one night that someone put on out of like the, the group of friends and everything, um, and so I literally just got to turn up and like play stuff. So it's like really like you say. Normally, your kind of first gigs is you're having to bring everything. You're having to bring your gear. You have to bring yeah. like yeah the whole the whole the whole system. Um, but yeah, no. Luckily, the first ever one. Uh, I just turned up records, but then, like I say, no one liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like uh, I've had this conversation with a lot of people: is say you're in your twenties or your thirties or your forties, and you say like people like Ricardo Villalobos or Zip or these kind of you know uber cool people mm -hmm. um, who that's who you're really into now, and I'd love to see no one's really getting into that from like a young age no one's getting into that at like kind of 13 nah. like oh, oh, maybe like 90 percent of people when you are younger you need that faster kind of uh energy um or kind of more more sounds it's, it's just how it is um, yeah yeah and did you uh, grow obviously growing up from like when you got your turntables like do you and your friends used to like throw parties as well like was, what was it like in Isla to throw parties and stuff? Nothing. <laughs> like, nothing. nothing. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there was one and then I oh, like a couple here and there, but nothing regular. Yeah. Nothing regular. Um, like you kind of hang out and it was mainly just mixing at people at your friends' houses. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, my, my dog's just come over here and like come to say hello. That's why I've like leaned oh, hello, over hello. to the side. <laughs> That's cool, man. 
that can come on the show too. <laughs> um, yeah, because I had the same sort of thing. Like I live on, I actually grew up on an island, the Isle of Sheppey. Okay. Uh, it's like just off of like Kent. Okay. Um, it's not the nicest place, but it's it's getting there. I've heard, I've, I've heard of it. Yeah, and like a lot of me and my friends used to just like buy some speakers and then like just go in the field and do parties and stuff, you know. And I didn't know yeah. if it was like that on Isle of Wight as well. There you is, know, like, there is like a, there's a few people that did that, uh, like a couple, but they were a little bit older. Yeah. Um, they weren't like sort of 16 and stuff like, cause there's, there's, I think, cause like I say I'm massive into history and I think the more you look back, the more you realize actually things don't really change that much. Yeah. Like, like we were have we were chatting before this and we were saying about the technology and everything and stuff, but, um, People still went to nightclubs in the 70s. People still went to nightclubs in the 60s. People still went to nightclubs and went to parties in like, you know, forever. And even if you think about like kind of disco music, what is disco? Like, why is it even called disco? It's yeah. a 4-4 beat, very similar to house. <laughs> but rather than a drum machine, it's like an acoustic drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've completely lost my train of thought now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's like, um, that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, you'll get the old jump all over the place. And Bro, stuff, this yeah. is this is but, casual. This is not structured in uh, any right. way. This that's is so okay. relaxed and cool, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always I always call like disco music. I call it ADM, like acoustic dance music, because like yeah. rather than electronic dance music. But um, no, I think when you look at when the rave scene uh, kind of first started, like there was parties everywhere, mm. and you you'd say like you see like, people like Carl Cox, um, he'd be playing all over drum and bass like hardcore everything and stuff oh, and there's uh and, and like you say you'd, like, you'd have like these raves and clubs pop up everywhere because there wasn't the internet there wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't so easily accessible you actually had to go out and hear it and on the isle of Wight, there was a couple of places i think there was one called the fort um which i'm like too young for and uh, like livingston's but the, the golden hill fort was the one because i think tony devitt played there i think mr c played there I think Fabio and Groove Rider played there. I think Carl Cox played there. Um, but again, that's like a little bit old. I was I was just way too young like, yeah, like to yeah. go to these. But I'm like, oh, I, w- I wish I had. But this is before like people had known their names. Yeah, yeah you know so, what I mean yeah. and stuff. And like like they had been you know to get in. I remember, uh, like I say, because being from the south coast, and I had some friends in Bognor Regis, yeah. and there was an old club called Empire. I think there. Yeah, uh, uh, back in like the 90s, and then when I played there. It was Mud Club, so this was a few years later. Mm-hmm. But I found this mix online from like the really early nineties. I think it's like maybe like ninety one, ninety two, and it's Richie Horton, and it's like for a fiver to get in. Yeah, it's Richie Horton, like five pounds to get in, and something like I managed to find a mix online, and it's like there's an MC like MC over as well, and he's just playing like house like really fast and i was like wow this is insane this is like <laughs> it's mad because i we uh we had a guy on the show uh called uh fat media dave is his okay. uh, uh instagram page and through covid i'm gonna go on to this because obviously you mentioned Cole cox in the old times but yeah, sure. um he's got like the biggest flyer database like in the world for all the flyers from them days really and well. back in the day people used to throw them under you like uh, yeah, yeah you know, sure you win screens fucking wind wipers um but now they're collectibles and they're worth like there's one in birmingham um and there's like you know a few like or a lot of flyers now that are on there that are worth so much money they're going for yeah, like a yeah, yeah. thousand pound yeah. now 
and people are digging in their like in their lofts to try and find these like you know these sure. flyers they've got and stuff sure. and um Craig who I used to do the podcast with uh he had them all like in like sleeves and I'm like oh really and I'm like bro what and he lives over here in Canada we met for yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I said like you kept these in good condition. He's like, I knew these were going to be like special one day. And he's like, but these used to be on the floor in the rain and whatever. But yeah, Fat Mini Day, if you check out his website, it's got all of them. And like you say, you've got Sasha Digway, Carl Cox, Fabs and Grooves and yeah. all them sort of people on it. And it was so cheap to get in then, you know, and it was like, uh, festivals were like, oh, we've got a big uh, Karis wheel here and we've got yeah. the, the, you know, the, all these rides and stuff and it was like yeah like you say five pounds against these people <laughs> it's insane but like you say that's bef- kind of before it was even people thought about it as a career like you yeah. know what i mean or something or something to do it's just always been a hobby um but we're obviously a little bit younger than that and so when we'd have kind of grown up it had been you know had like kind of the fat boy slims and the chemical brothers so it was always kind right, of, okay yeah. these guys you need kind of people to kind of cross over to like a bigger wide stream appeal because then it all trickles down but then mm-hmm. that once those guys they raise the bar for everyone else so it might not be like necessarily the sound that you want to do like exactly but still puts it on that oh, okay you can actually get booked and like regularly and stuff like for you know for gigging and yeah. things and that and actually look at it as a career rather than just a hobby and uh yeah but no i really i do love the old artwork for flyers yeah, <laughs> like, i think one like, i think one that's a classic uh and i've seen like emulated a lot is like the, the thing is dreamscape yeah where it's like the woman massive. with um yeah the woman with like the kind of yeah. wireframe like, it's just it just looks so good it just looks so good and it's if you like electronic music and things like that it just it'll kind of always fit yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh funny enough we actually had one of the flyer designers come on the show as well junior oh, really? tomlin and he yeah, um yeah, yeah. he uh what was he he um he was saying to when he was at yeah, the on the show, you can watch it back uh, if you want to. But he said when he was younger, he used to ride his bike to the clubs. And so I'll design your flyers for free. And then he used to go home, he used to have all this, um, he learned architecture. And he used to airbrush everything, really? all these flyers, just airbrush them and then make them. Yeah. And then he said, I never got paid. I never got any of this or yeah. that. But he said, I just loved making the artwork and coming out with some. And again, like talking about the craft work and the Daft Punk stuff, he made like the electronic robot-y kind of stuff for Dreamscape and other sure. flyers like that. And Pez as well was another one. I've tried to get him on, but he's, I've not managed to. But uh, yeah, hopefully sure. one day. But yeah, um, yeah, Junior Tomlin, like he was amazing to like listen how like these flyers went down. And he says people sort of started seeing my flyers on the walls in clubs, and he was like, oh. You know, like people come up to me and say, Oh, can you do my flyer? He's like, I'm just a kid, mm. you know, like mm. doing these things. And I like that we're talking about this, but we actually never yeah. got to experience it. This is a bit before yeah. us. But like I say, I think if you're, I think if you're really a fan, like you do like learning and like look, looking about the history, because yeah. it's, it's no different with films. It's like certain films will come along and like they'll change the game, they set a blueprint. Yeah. And then it's kind of everything, like whether you realize it or not, that's kind of what inspired it, like sets. Like I say the standard for it, and it's kind of all like a deviation of things and that. But yeah, those I love the Dreamscape flyer, um, and what's the other one? Like I say, yeah, with Junior Tomlin, I I found his Instagram page randomly, and I'm like, oh wow, oh cool, like yeah. just going through <laughs> his artwork and stuff. But yeah, you can see the massive influence it has on on so many different assets of like artwork and things for that. Yeah, it's crazy. I, 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 I'm like you, man. I'm a massive like geek when it comes to the history parts of. I love history and I love like 
the, that kind of stuff about it as well you know not just the production side of it and DJing but like everything that goes into like creating a really good night and that kind of makes me go on to like then so what was your first night you know being 18 like in an actual yeah. club how was that first experience DJing something like that and then going from, forward from there how, how, how was it in what way do you mean how like was it? Um, your, your first experience of like getting in an actual like adult club like a yeah you know over 18 and over sort of thing DJing in front of a crowd well the very first ones like I got well they weren't like playing house and techno it was just like your kind of local kind of cheesy kind of gigs and stuff and I yeah, had yeah. to like play like all over the shop and had to like speak on the mic and things and everything like. oh my like, work yeah <laughs> ma- ma- I don't mind it like I don't yeah. mind it like you know um like i'm a bit of a bit of a character a bit of a performer <laughs> so, like, I've, I've, I've never minded it like at first i did a bit but then it's it's just more a case of hearing your own voice yeah you know i mean? back like so people because of how your ears work and stuff it's really weird is like so many people if you do like phone whatsapp things like now because it's so accessible it's like oh, i don't sound like that do i like oh yeah but once you get over it it's it's more a case of you being i think more like just being self-confident about it but no, so I had to do that. I had to kind of say, oh, and happy birthday to like this. And, you know, um, and it was kind of funny because I do like maybe like five or six hours. Uh, this is like first kind of paying gigs at like 18 and stuff. Um, so I do five or six hours. But the first hour when it was dead, I got to play actually what I wanted because it was yep. like filling up and stuff. I don't always play <clears throat> like the house stuff and everything. Nothing obviously like hardcore, but just some deeper, like groovy, like funky house and, and everything like that. But I'd always have a few people come in because they're not used to it and go, what's this? What's this terrible yeah. stuff? And like just because it's just because it's not like obviously the pop music and things that they know and everything. But yeah. But yeah, so that was the first ones. And it's it's just all good experience. Yeah. It's all good cause... experience because like you and I actually think I learned a lot from doing that, like how to actually like read a crowd and kind of um just like say it's experience of getting out there. But um yeah, it was it was very interesting, but like, I wouldn't change yeah. it for the world. It wouldn't change it, it for the world. I asked this question uh, because obviously this this is a big beneficial for a lot of people, and I feel like nowadays, you know, back when we were younger, we had to play the commercial clubs, do some of the mic work, and do the yeah. party. And now it's not like that anymore. You know, you can have a good following, good social media, and sort sort of stuff like that. But for anyone listening who's getting into DJing, like, you know. Um, obviously you did the commercial side of stuff to build the knowledge and how to read a dance floor like yourself. Well, that was, that was, that was like, that's literally like the first one. Yeah. First one starting to get a play out. It's, it's just like anything is like, where can you, cause at the end of the day it's work. Yeah. It's like, you're just, you're just getting paid or not paid like the first, you know, whatever to play music. And, um, like I say, it's cause it's so easy accessible, uh, from the technology. Like you yeah. say, we ha- we grew up and having like belt drives and stuff, but now it's like, you can buy it all in a box and you can do it now, but it's a small little box. You know what yeah. I mean? It's literally yeah. like a bit of plastic. Here's a USB bang. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, Wild, isn't it? Um, so it's, it just is what it is, but I've, I've seen like a lot of, if you're like first getting into it, I see there's like open deck nights or, and things like that, that people do, mm-hmm. which wasn't a thing at all when I was younger. Um, but it's it's just all good experience because you know yourself it's like you can mix in your bedroom uh, all the time, but it's a bit different to to being live and then knowing like when to put your foot on the gas with the music if like you start deeper like to go a bit harder or like to ease it off and then understanding kind of am I playing a warm up set am I playing like a headline set am I playing like the, the last set 
and it's, it's very different like if you're doing house i know obviously house and techno for sure it's, it might be a bit different if you're doing drum and bass or if you're doing like trance and stuff it's a bit different but um you know yourself if you've got a warm-up set and you're booked for like a house night or like tech house or whatever and you're playing super hard like the first opening set like you, you know yeah, yeah it's all experience but yeah. you, you only get that from playing out uh, yeah. and understanding and maybe having like even like someone that's been there before and done it a bit to kind of help you and like give you like a mentorship and stuff and that but yeah there's a lot to it that people don't realize yeah um, and I'll, I'll say to a I lot find people, fascinating exactly and like i said to a lot of people and this is why i went to ask you um because obviously you've got a, a great amount of knowledge about it as well oh thank but, you but, <laughs> <laughs> that's good, man. But like, a lot of people say you know i think with social media now um everything's so ready like you say really available and everything shows the highlights of how successful something can be in a 15 second video but i, I say to people warm-up sets i think are the best sets you know you get to yeah. learn how to bring people in keep them there and and yeah. like you say what you're explaining it would be good for someone who wants to get into djing because you know you're like you're explaining that it's a good experience don't think it's a bad thing or you're not getting anywhere because of that you yeah, know? yeah yeah like you said you know you you, you learn it as you go and just enjoy yeah. the ride in the moment of it you know we're, we're all human and we all like want to be if you're into something you want to be good and like i'm a perfectionist yeah. and i won't if i do something i want to be the best at it it's just how i am whether yeah. it's been sport whether it's whatever it's just it's just how i am but you got to yeah. look at like social media which is obviously massive and stuff now but you got to remember social media is just like advertising and it's just the highlights yeah and it's just literally post the highlights and stuff um but a highlight is completely different to like the actual night itself and you've, you've, you've got, you kind of got to remind yourself that, and, uh, that that's all it is. But like I say, it's, it's knowing the experience of, like I say, doing a warm up set, doing different things, understanding. Okay. Uh, when I, when I first started playing out and first getting, I started getting like some regular house, like at gigs I wanted to play, not like the kind of, you know, the more kind of what I make and everything. Mm -hmm. I would literally like plan every single track and every single mix and everything just because I like, again, oh, I want to be good. I want to be good. Yeah. Uh, and in your head, obviously it's like, oh yeah, this would be great. This would, this would work well. But then you got to factor in, okay, well, what did the guy play before me? What did the guy, like? and what's the crowd like? You know, sometimes is you might have like a really techie set, but then actually they're not kind of working to this. Oh, they, they seem to kind of like the more disco-y loopy samples and stuff or something a bit funkier. Or do I have to play a bit vocal? Because again, I'm not playing, like I say, this isn't a fabric or this isn't like a, you know, a panorama bar gig. This is like a, a different place. And I always, I always think that the hardest gigs kind of like what have to make you work to kind of work a crowd and stuff is now the gigs you get that aren't places that have got a regular scene mm -hmm. if that makes sense yes, so it's yes. like people like in small towns or small places and they're not really known for like house and techno but it's these local crew these this local crew that are putting a party on and i always say those ones actually show who's actually a really good dj yeah because like it's not like going to fabric or it's not where obviously it's still like hard and stuff still good but people are used to it they're coming to expect it whereas this one you'll have like maybe a handful of people that like it and then the rest of the people have just turned up is like what's this where's the words like where, yeah, yeah, yeah. have you got any have you got any rihanna have you got a beyonce like you know <laughs> <laughs> but even then I, i've i've been in like some massive clubs and like massive big, big parties and yeah but like i say that's the actual art of it and that is the skill of it and it, it is it is an art form um but yeah you don't necessarily maybe get that coming through on instagram and uh tiktok and things like that yeah i mean Going, going from like 
um then pies and how and um, progressing through your career from that young age like, what was the next steps in your career moving on from that but the thing was to me is like is like knowing kind of what's the next step and how to get out there and like i mean there's so many ways like there's not one set rule for everyone yeah is it and it's like you know it's it's, it's like in all facets of life um there isn't one set rule it's kind of what works for you and stuff and um but i i knew that i wanted to go down like the production route and kind of working more on my stuff just because i wanted to have like my own bits i wanted to play because i'd be yeah. like oh i kind of like this record and i like the kind of sounds and that but this is what i do with it you know what i mean and um and yeah it's, it's always another avenue is just investing time uh and hours and effort into making your tunes and trying to get them on the labels that will hopefully you know get you some gigs and things but um that was the next step actually i feel oh, yeah this is this is what why i kind of really went into it is when i was 18 there was a competition to dj at this festival where i live it's called the festival yeah yeah it's amazing it was this amazing amazing festival where i live and i was like oh yeah cool i'm gonna do that i'm gonna get like a set <clears throat> and i got through to the final but then on the, like the final i didn't win and i was yeah. like right the only way i'm gonna get some proper gigs if i actually like really throw myself into making tunes yeah. So like, that, that was like the catalyst of like, right, if I really want to start actually playing out a lot, which I do just because I enjoy it and I want to share, like, oh, check these cool records out and check this stuff I've made out. Then, yeah, so I, I just really threw myself into it and um, just spent a lot of time making terrible music. We're going to go into that because it falls the same as DJing, right? You know, you go through like some terrible parties, you go through some terrible yeah. mixes to get yeah. where you want to be. So then... Yeah. When you got into production, how did you like learn production then? Because obviously YouTube wasn't readily available as it is as yeah. much now with like lessons. And... Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So how it's, did, it's how... A, I... Sorry, go on, go on. I was gonna say, how did um that like, sort of yeah uh you know when I when I started there was things like there was some magazines. So there's like I think there was future music, computer music, and sound on sound yeah. as well. But I mean, I think I mean future music has been around for years because there's um, there's a really famous sample CD uh, that was like in the late '80s, early '90s, and so many like iconic dance tracks, like you'd be amazed, have all got like been taken from that sample CD. Yeah, like <laughs> uh, I think there's I think there's this one old Jungle record, uh, Origin Unknown, Valley of the Shadows, yeah. and it was like uh, like the really cool riff, the really cool riff on it is just off the sample CD yeah <laughs> it's like, but it's again it's like pitched up a little bit and chopped and stuff but i mean yeah just 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 getting magazines practicing bits and that's it just just a lot of time just a lot of time and uh and like i say reverse engineering listening to records that i like and thinking okay how is that sound made like what is that sound and how did you get there and when i first started it was like it took me about like i think a year and a year and a half um but I was just, I wasn't happy with anything I was making at all. Yep. Uh, I just, 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 just didn't like anything. And it wasn't until I kind of, someone gave me like this sample CD with like Roland's 808 and 909 drum sounds on. I was like, oh, this yeah. is why, this is what, this is what I've been trying to make. Because like, yeah, yeah. I realized like, oh yeah, this is where all basically all of house music comes from. It's like basically these drum machines, <laughs> especially the early stuff. I mean, there are other drum machines and stuff that are used. I think like a 707 and things, but a lot of it does break down to is like getting the core things right, like the, yeah, you know, yeah. the core ingredients. Uh, and so much of it is drums. 
I was, t- um, I, was, I was telling people here actually you might remember this we used to buy like rice krispies or just any sort of cereal we used to okay. have uh dance ej the CD. yes yes, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. i watched a youtube video on it the other day like of like how all the songs that came that came with it like demo songs it weren't that yeah. bad no, 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 no. yeah there's like there's good and bad of everything yeah. <clears throat> and like you said you could even like it'd be worth now trying to find those sounds and like trying to see oh can i use this and stuff and everything because mm-hmm. um that's the way you stand out basically is if you're making music is that you've got to think of like what's your palette like what's yeah. your like what's your ingredients that you're putting in and this is why i say is like i think the technology dictates what you'll generally get um and things now like splice like is a platform where it's like you pay like a monthly subscription and right here's all these sample packs and then you've got to think everyone that uses it well these are all there for them so kind of if everyone's just using the same kind of stuff it's like well different and stuff but you're basically all coming from the same palette like uh like there's there's a lot of stuff you hear now which is okay the same vocals the same loops the same things stuff i mean does it really matter at the end of the day i guess not but i don't know i just think it's it it's going to help you stand out a bit is if you you're going for more obscure places yes and like the hard harder to find stuff and either through making your own riffs and stuff or like finding these like really random obscure sample cds like each would be another would be amazing i bet there's some like amazing sounds on there that you could get out some cheesy sounds <laughs> but they, they there'll, sound be some, there'll be some there'll be some cheesy stuff and there'll be some amazing stuff exactly well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like um uh like with, with your first it's kind of i like asking this question like with your first track that's that right. you made how yeah. is it? How is your sound from the first track to what your sounds like now? Have you ever compared like your latest track to like your first ever? I can't track? even find like a lot of the early stuff. I just can't find it at all. No. Um, but I remember it was called Underbelly, <laughs> the first ever song. <laughs> but it never came out on anything because again, it's just like the first ones you made, and I was like, um. But funny enough, is like I say, things go in cycles, and I've noticed that a lot of kind of what I'm making now is I'm actually going back to stuff I'd really liked to done when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Cause I finally like through, through years of like doing it and also kind of your sounds is like years of doing it, knowing how to get, knowing how to get those sounds and knowing how to get, you know, the techniques to do them. But also, like I said, like things are secular in the, like every 10 years, like a cycle of change of what's popular oh, and everything. And I'm, I'm starting, I'm starting to notice like certain sounds coming in a few records. So I'm like, right. I can get there ahead of them. Like this is cool, right? Bang, quick, back in the studio and start making some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's age as well. It helps us with that as well. Right? Well, it's it's experience. Like, experience is <laughs> experience is like the one thing you can't buy. Yeah. Like it, it, it really, really isn't. And I'm massively into martial arts and um and like boxing and like MMA same. and jujitsu and everything and stuff. Yeah, and once you do it, is you realize is that. Uh, even obviously like no way like a black belt or jiu-jitsu and stuff but my coach would always tell me it's like the only difference between the white belt and a black belt is literally the years they spent doing it that's literally the difference yeah you do you do the same stuff it's just one guy's done it forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever so still the same guy still puts his trousers yeah. on the same day yeah yeah like... it's, it's 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 no different to like i said like i don't play the guitar but imagine like day one playing a guitar versus year 10 versus year 15 versus year 20 like you're doing the same stuff it's just you've mastered it and you've honed it like so far yeah and making making music's exactly the same like it's really really no different even if it's electronic um and even things like 
again, like being into psychology, not so much the sound creation of like, say the Simpson, everything, but even going concept wise, like I might lose a few people like when I talk about this, but um, you could do stuff, you could do a song where you create every single element, like say I create every single drum pattern, I create every single synth, I create, I even write the vocals, or you could do a song where, okay, I've decided to sample things. I've like, okay, this is actually a sample. This is a sample. This is a sample. This is a sample. And there's no right or wrong over which is better and which sounds mm. better. Even in, even in like, even in doing say a song where it's okay, it's, it's really simple. I'm going to make a song that's really simple and strip back. It's just this and this versus I'm going to do a song that's much more complex. Like this changes, this comes here, this drops out. It's got about seven different layers. There's no right or wrong. Yeah. But I think if you're, if you're making stuff, one, it's more interesting to do both. Otherwise you're not just making the same record over and over and over and over again. Cause one, sure. it gets boring. Like for me, it gets boring. Um, but yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you ever, do you ever like make different genres to yeah. obviously keep the creative mind going for creating your, your like your yeah, yeah, totally. house and techno side? You ever go making drum and bass or garage or? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. When you, when you say garage, like I've got a lot of kind of speed garagey bits under my name now already, mm -hmm. but I've, I've made like a lot of jungle stuff, but I've just obviously not put it out. Yeah. Um, just for fun. And like, like, uh, when you start, when, <laughs> that's my dog in the side. When you start, <laughs> when you start learning those techniques is there's no reason why you can't bring those sounds into house exactly. and there's no reason why you can't do it. And then that's, you know, that is basically speed garage is really like jungle and drum and bass are so like a housey tempo. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not surprised people love it. We're like, oh, bass like, Yeah, it's from drum and bass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's like I said to people who like who who, who produce techno. I'm like, try listen to some uh, jump up drum and bass. You know, with a really harsh yeah. synths, distorted synths. I said because you can yeah. put that into like techno. You could and put. You could put. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could put stuff. You could put stuff into anything. Um, it's just, do you want to do it? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So moving on, moving on, like from then in, into your career, like what was the next steps in your career after all that? Basically, it's like it's getting stuff signed and getting on yeah. labels that kind of help. Because even then, it's like you're not guaranteed, you know, you're not guaranteed to get anything from them. But it's it doesn't help to make friends, make as many friends as possible. Yeah, get out and meet people. Um, because again, it's like again, it's it's like I say, sending off out to a label is how to get that label's attention. Yeah. No different to how to get gigs, how to get that promoter's attention. Um, and just because you've made something and you've like, oh, I've made this for your label and stuff. It's like it's got all the sounds you'd like. Just because of how we ask people, they might not they might not like it at all. Yeah. It might be like, oh, God, this is horrible, whatever. But it's even just getting your foot through the door. So you'll know, even with, like you say, big dance music people, like um, they tend to be DJs and they tend yep. to like, um run the own label and stuff so if you can just get out to a few parties and try and meet them and stuff and even you know that's the way and i, I did that a lot um just because one i wanted to see them and hear them play and everything and, and meet them and stuff but i did that with i think it was nick fanchuli like years ago um i like warmed up for steve mack who was like half like one part of the river masters so like i yeah, love yeah. the river masters they're so so good so good um <clears throat> but i warmed up for him at a gig and then he heard me playing oh i like the stuff you're playing and everything and i got to hang out with him 
and then managed to meet Nick Fanciulli through him. Um, and then just started sending Nick some stuff and, you know, sent him a lot and whatever. And he picked out like certain ones that he liked. And then, yeah, that was my first like saved. No, I think, no, before I had the EP, I had like one on a, a compilate, like a VA, various yep. artist comp thing. Yep. So I had something on that and then I had an EP on saved. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like Nick yeah. Fanciulli is amazing. Like, like amazing. He's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Really I, want, really I want that for Mark Band truly and uh, even Mark. I, I know Mark. Well. I, I yeah. did a track with Mark like years ago, like yeah. years and years ago on um when on Zach's label. But yeah, I mean, they're already sound. I say most most people are sound. It's and it's amazing, like you say, what the music scene can bring. Like Nick brought so much to Maystone because I lived in Sheffield, didn't have nothing. Yeah, there yeah, Maystone, yeah. bringing like the social and bringing big headliners to like a small town. Yeah, it's just insane. Like you know yeah. and. People where we're from, like the, the smallest sort of areas, we managed to get to see people like that without having to travel miles and miles and miles to you know to visit these people. But going on from like what you're you're uh, sending to labels, what would your advice be for like, um, yeah, say say for me example, I've got one track, my first ever track I've ever made. How do I approach, you know, um, going towards the label and drafting an email um sure. you know do you have to have a press pack like how would that sure sure yeah um, how would you i think that? one is be nice and be like sound and understand it's like i get like even now i get like a lot of people send me stuff and demos and that and it's just a link not even yeah. saying hello and i'm like what am i supposed to do with that like one it's like rude like, i'd never do it at least say who you are and a bit and stuff ever but i think it's like anything it's not easy and you really got to want to be in it you've got to have a bit of drive behind you and stuff it's like you say right even if you don't want to say like be like an a-list international headliner but you still want to do like okay and start getting your like some steps in yeah. still got to have a bit of drive because it's no different like being an actor and like going for auditions and stuff it's like you're not kind of going to get the oscar film at the start is like <laughs> yeah. maybe but you got the kind of like chip that chip your way into stuff to build up and um yeah. it's, it's very very similar it's very similar in that regards um but just be decent just be kind of respectable but do it all like i say is get try and get as much information on who looks after those labels um mm -hmm. like whoever like is the a and r or who like runs them and stuff send them there's you know send them emails send them some instagram and stuff and everything uh instagram messages whatever send them some soundcloud ones you don't need a press pack it's just literally hi this is me yeah like i'm a dj producer whatever and that i really like this and this from your label so already it shows okay i actually know some bits and then here's some stuff of mine can you please have a listen <laughs> like, yeah you know. i mean i know also, i mean yeah i know it's kind of simple but i've had no, some no, no, it's not, no it's not yeah yeah it's, i mean sorry yeah i was, I was gonna no, say it's, fine, um, fine. it's zoom as well zoom cuts like a little bit delayed, that's fine that's fine um, but like some people have asked me, they're like, do I need to get like professional photos done for me Instagram? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. not really. No, it's just, they're, no, they're, no, not, no. they're not in it for your pictures. They're no. in it for your music, you know? And that's yeah, why I literally. said like the press pack thing. Cause like, yeah, no, no, completely. I get, you know, it's, yeah. no, it's, but it's a good, it's a good question to have. Like, it's a very good question to have, but, um, you might need that eventually if it goes like, okay, we need a release. Like, okay, we've got these. And then like when they send it out to press, you might need that and stuff, but that's not important. It's like I say, it's the music that matters first. But I'm just saying it's like just use every avenue you can. Like use yeah. you use literally every avenue you can. It's like do that, but also do not rule out at all going to try and meet them in person and being like decent. 
because that's going to help. At least like you can put a face to name. And if like you're an all right person, they can see, oh, that person's actually driven and that person cares and whatever and that. Hopefully that should help stand you out rather than like the thousands of emails or the thousands of ones that like they get and stuff. So you can always, you know, it's, it's just anything you can do to stand out basically. Um, but that's, that's what I would recommend to people is just do it all. <laughs> or do, or do, do it like in boxing <laughs> or do like a boxing like where you call someone out and then tag him in on instagram video <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how that'll work out my track <laughs> I, I don't know how that'll work out unless it's like amazing and stuff but yeah maybe who knows maybe oh, i just thought of it at the top of my head because <laughs> we said we both like, like martial arts and stuff oh, i love thought, it yeah yeah and boxing i thought well what could how could we incorporate that into music well maybe yeah call them out so with like producing then, like how do you get, um, I, I'm asking these questions because I, I, you're fine. a wealth of knowledge and I want to take advantage of that. Um, yeah, sure. But like uh, just being very productive on the day, I know every day is not going to be a successful production day in the studio. That's all right. But what techniques do you use to kind of get past like writer's block or producer's block or, uh, you know, to does your music reflect on your mood that day? Like how do you kind of get the right mindset and what techniques do you use to get in that to produce in the studio? To me, it's more, like I say, coming up with ideas uh, and things like that. And it's like, you, you can never know when you're going to get a good idea from. Like, you mm -hmm. can really never know. Um, and I've started learning to, it's going to sound funny, but I'm a massive film lover. Uh, I love films and I love, like the same with music, and not just that, but how they're made, the actual art of it and everything. Uh, and my music actually got so much, so much better once I started studying films, not like, not the actors and things, but the actual story writing and the structure of it in that, like what a typical Hollywood movie is like, we're like a three act structure. You have like beginning, the middle and an end and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And the second yeah. act, when the second act comes in, um, because it's no different is like, there's, there's a stage is <clears throat> say you've got like your latest song, the writing process is like, say, okay, this is, what the drums are going to sound like this is the bass line this is what that's going to sound like if there's any vocals or vocal samples this is what that's going to sound like that's good but then like i say it's taking that loop and instruction into a song yeah so it has like you know otherwise so it doesn't just stay here the whole time it's like okay it could come out drop in or creates a bit of interest or and then bang and then you know so there's there is there is a lot to it because even with the most basic minimal song if you're good at arrangement and you know how to structure and keep it interesting you could have like the most basic elements, but if you under understand how to keep them engaging and keep it interesting. And the funny thing is, is like I say, once I started understanding traditional storytelling, I was like, oh my God, it's exactly the same as music. Yeah. It's like rather than a lead actor and like, uh, you know, like the hero of the story, you just change that for like, oh, it's the baseline or like the synth is that for the, for the story. These are the main parts. Everything else is supporting it. Um, and also studying traditional songwriting. I know like what is like electronic music with samples, but if you think of like what's a traditional song is it's like intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. Mm -hmm. It's no different to like electronic music. Like if it's, if it's a club thing, like you'll have like intro drums, maybe that, then a drop, then that, maybe another drop. And then like, then you're home and it's done. Yeah. So not just the actual techniques and like your synthesis how do you make the sim sound but also study just arrangement because i think like 
arrangements are so important. Like it's really, really so important. Like really so important. Um, the very I've seen a lot of people say this online recently and stuff. And like, because again, I watch a lot of interviews and stuff. And Disclosure said this, and a few other people said it's basically it's just try and copy the people you like. If you're really yeah. starting out with stuff, it's try try and copy the people that you like, but put your own spin on it. And basically, yeah. I think that is every form of art. <laughs> whether you realize it or not that is literally like from like tarantino to like uh like drake to everyone see who you like understand what makes them good do that but put your take on it and you know and that's it i love a tarantino film i like no i think it's amazing oh, i think he's incredible buddy mate yeah have you watched once upon a time in hollywood yes yeah yeah oh that's good you've seen john wick four as well i haven't seen the latest john wick one uh, Amazing. I've seen like one, two, and three, but I need to check out four. But yeah, I haven't seen the latest John Wick. One. Incredible. Because I, I think I think Keanu Reeves has like a band and stuff. I know like a few people do. Like yeah, he's a oh no, I, I think I think I think Johnny Depp has a band. <laughs> no, I know Keanu Reeves has a little bit involved with the music side of it. I've, oh, I, does he? Okay. I, I, read, I read it online. It can anything online could be false or true, but I read online that he's put a lot of money into that sort of side of stuff. Like going back into like. Motorcycles go back in, and, yeah go back to the music uh john carpenter he uh did like directed halloween and the thing um and escape from new york and what else but he does a lot of the music for his films and it's, it's like it's all synth waves yeah it's all really synth waves so if you like stranger things and you like the music from stranger things check out john carpenter because it's like it's yeah he's like not only is he directed and like wrote stuff he's like yeah i made the music for the films as well that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I never knew that, so that's good to check out. Actually, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, um, if, you, if you if you like if you like the Stranger Things theme, you'll probably like a lot of his stuff. It's yeah, that's cool. <laughs> How, um, so going on production things, then you got your tracks on by uh, uh, Sage and things like that. So, what was the next part yeah. of your career moving on from that? It's basically is just trying to build a name up for yourself. Like I said, yeah. it's like how do you how do you become a draw? Like, how do you um, basically show that to promoters that come and book me, book me for a set? Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just getting your name out there, and just any way you can do it, um, I think is good. Is just just use what you can. Like, it's gonna it's like it's not gonna be the same route for everyone. It's just find out what your niche is and what you bring to the party versus what do they bring to the party. Yeah. Um, because like I said, it's like it might be one one person like, oh, I really want to make tunes, but I've literally got no way to do it. Like, I haven't got a laptop, haven't got this, haven't ever, don't know anything. Um, I just want to play music. Well, okay, cool. If that's what you're gonna do, then you've got to work out what's your what's your thing to do it. Um, <clears throat> but mine was basically just trying to make tunes and get on the labels I really wanted to like to release on. Yeah, that I'd like playing my sets from. Um, and that was it. And like I say it like took a long time um but again nothing nothing comes overnight exactly. <laughs> it, it, it really doesn't it's it's time and effort what was like your the um your would you say would be your most favorite successful track that you've made uh all of them no i don't single any of them out because no, i it's gonna sound awesome. funny but i'm at, I'm actually always on to the next one. I'm always like, I'm never, I never really look back. I don't, I don't get nostalgic things at all. I just don't. I really don't know why, but I don't. But it's always like my favorite one is actually the next thing I've made. 
That's or like next thing I'm working on. But it yeah. just is because it's like, you know, um, I did a set like a, a couple of months ago and I've started now got to the point where I say, well, I've done it a long time and, and everything is, is that basically now my sets are pretty much like 95 to close to like 100%, like all my own stuff. Because I'd, lo- I'd, 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 I'd love to do live. I'd love to do a live set, but I'm just no good that way. Like, um, but I can DJ all my stuff out, but I'm not good. I can program it and sit down. If I had to be there and I'm like, oh my God, here's a, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had to do like chemical, but I just couldn't do it at all. But, um, but again, that's, it's, well, how are you going to stand out that way? Well, that's one way is like everything you've made. Um, but again, that's, that's a, not many people can do that. So, so I wouldn't no, suggest that, that to, I wouldn't suggest that to everyone. <laughs> that's fantastic that you do that. And it's like you say, that's a great answer. when you said like all my tunes are my favorite because some people yeah, say, yeah. Oh, I don't like this, but I did it anyway. And that's the yeah. best answer ever is the uh, best answer ever. When you said like, I yeah. love all my tunes. I don't have any that I don't I like. Don't, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I love all of them, but I mean, it's just like, I don't, nah, ha- yeah. I don't, I don't have a favorite. Like I don't have a favorite at all. And um, because it's a funny thing is like, like I said, you can sit down and design and like make something for someone and like, oh, well, you like a big snare roll, you like a dirty bass line, you like this kind of vocal and you put it in and I go, here you go. Oh, what? You don't like it? Oh, right. <laughs> like like you, you just can't tell. Like music's one of those like funny things where, yeah. you know, there's one of the, uh, well, there's one of the labels I've released on recently, actually, and it's from hearing him out. And I, was list- I, I always analyze it. I can't help it. And I was listening to his set and I was like, right, okay. He puts a lot of snare rolls in his stuff. So I made him a tune with a snare roll in. And when I sent it to him, he's like, oh, this is amazing. Doesn't need the snare roll though. And I'm like, what? I was like, what? It's like, in your, when I heard you, you've like, you played about like seven or eight tunes. It was like, okay, cool. He's like, take the snare roll out. I'm like, cool. Oh, cool. Awesome. Signed. Bang. So again, it's, it's just one of them funny things. It's, 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 it is one of them funny things where um, just put the sounds that you like in. And then just hope for the best. That's literally all you can do. Yeah. <laughs> literally all you can do. That's amazing. And what, what what was like the best? Well, you probably guess all sets are the best. But what was the set, the DJ set that stood out to you the most? Like that you sort of was most like, you know, impacting to you. Where you thought, wow, this is what one that's one that's like like really special to me. It's like the first time I got to play at Fabric because like that club's like been going there for years, and I think it's kind of. I always think for the UK, they kind of do lead the way with a lot of things when it comes mm-hmm. to like underground music and stuff and everything and like in terms of who's like really influential and so many people like I've had so many of the CDs over the years and the mixes and stuff and so that was like really nervous for me it's like one of like I always I do get quite nervous like sometimes anyway but I was like oh my god like like really went over my set like what can I play what can I play what would be good what would be good mm-hmm. then obviously ha- happy to freestyle on a night like you know okay take it this way take it out whatever but really really that like really stood out to me but i mean everyone's like every gig is like special in its own little way um and like i say sadly they're not always amazing sometimes yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes sometimes you do just have a bad day at the office it's, it's no different um it's 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 just is what it is it just is yeah. what it is but yeah so probably the very first time i got to play at fabric that was like just really stood out to me but also like saying that actually like recently is the first time I was like, right, going to do a set of all my own stuff. That's it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. that was really nervous because I was like, I was thinking I put a rule on myself. Was like, right, I can't play anything from anyone else. And I'm thinking, oh, this tune will go off, but I, but I can't play it. I'm going to really like 
this is actually going to be really like scary in a way yeah because it's like really personal like do you know what i mean it's like oh, that's the worst set i've ever heard like oh shit i've made everything <laughs> yeah, <laughs> luckily, yeah luckily that didn't happen i got so many vids that night where it's just going off and off and off and off like, do you know what i mean so um so that's really cool but I, I, like basically, basically what you're talking about is like milestones isn't it and i think everyone yeah. has their own little personal milestone yeah but um i just keep looking at ways that i can push it forward and like evolve myself if that makes sense and yeah like, take it to a next level <laughs> yeah I, what you've said there is perfect because again I, I, social media plays a big aspect into a lot of the music now the music scene and sure. like i said like you know uh people feel like they have to play like the ones the bangers that they hear on instagram for it to hear yeah. and stuff like that but yeah like you said you stepped out of your comfort zone to yeah. then play all your tracks and you thought oh no is this going to be a car crash but you know but it was because people can yeah. pick it apart but then sure you're like everyone was banging at it and you're like oh my yeah. god like the confidence and that that kind of information is going to be great for someone who's listening i hope so <laughs> no, i <laughs> think so yeah yeah but you've got to but this is what I'm saying as well. It's like when I understood films and stuff and everything, like, because I've always known music should be like cliche, whatever, like people are actually into it, like should yeah. be a journey and stuff and everything. But you say about playing bangers, but it also depends on the gig that you get. Because if you're yeah. playing like a festival and it's like a, a massive thing and it's like, what, 10,000 people is like, that's not going to be a journey set. That's like, right, okay, banger after banger after, but that is literally, but yeah. is that the gig you're playing? Like, do you know yeah. what I mean and stuff? Are you just playing like a local one and stuff? And it's, you know, it's knowing how to get the reactions out of set. Um, and even again, like I said, like everyone loves a drop. Everyone loves a build up. But if you play too many songs with build ups all the time, it can actually have like a, the, the complete opposite effect. It can have like the negative effect. Yeah. Um, I've actually had that recently at a gig and because again it was like it was like a hard gig I had where it was uh it wasn't a place <laughs> I still had fun I still enjoyed it but it wasn't a place where it was like a regular scene if that makes sense yeah, yeah. and funny enough the sound system packed in as well so like third tune in I think the bass the sub bass just went and I was like great <laughs> so, so all this all this stuff can still happen on the night yeah like i think one, one of the one of the times i played fabric like obviously fabric's going to be amazing um but things still happen and i was still playing vinyl at the time um and i think two of the seed two of the turntables just packed up and i had to get the sound engineer to come in and like bring different like turntables wow. in but, but i mean i mean yeah so stuff still does happen and you have to be able to roll with it like do you yeah know what i mean is that but, is that um, the worst things that have happened, or has there been things that have happened even worse? Oh, mate, so much, so, so much bad stuff has happened. Let's like, hear it. <laughs> yeah, of course, it has. Like just like like things from like sound system going off, taking, like pressing stop on the wrong deck. Do you know what I mean? And things like that. But like, just just don't worry about it. Like, no one comes out to have a shit night. Yeah. Like, no one comes out to have a bad night, and it's like it shows that you're human and like you're trying. And I always say to people like. I've been guilty of it before, but if, if something like that had just happened, it's like, ah, cool, whatever, cool, next one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 yeah. You know, and again, like, I, I revert back to it. This whole, a lot of this world now is focused on perfectionism. And, sure. Uh, and, you know, what, what you're saying is totally normal. You are, you know, we are human. We do make mistakes. Yeah. And equipment does fail and it does happen. Yeah. Just got to roll with it and just move forward with it, right? So someone uh said to me actually that gig like one of the gigs i did recently where i played like like 
the whole set was my stuff, like two hours, all my stuff, whatever. Um, one of the guys said early, uh, it's like, oh, I heard when the mix went uh, proper train spot. He's like, I heard when the oh. mix went slightly out and like whatever, but you got it back in. I was like, did it? I was like, I've, I've learned to like not care. Like, do Cheers, you know what mate. I mean? It's like, no, that's all right. He's like, but I was really impressed with the way you brought it back in. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. All right, thanks. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Right. <laughs> oh, that's all right. But, but it, it just shows us like just because a mix went slightly out yeah um don't worry about it yeah do you know what i mean just like if, if it happens right okay bring it down ah cool right you having a good time you having a good time yeah let's party unless i guess unless you do a train wreck and everything but i mean that's <laughs> yeah that's a different story but even in saying that actually one of the best nights i've ever had musically like ever ever, ever had it was this party I went to years ago called Hip Shaker on the South Coast. And this was all like 70s and like Motown and stuff. So they're not like, they're not like house or techno DJs or dis even disco DJs known for blending, whatever. But the music was amazing. Love that music. Because it was, it, no, it was so good. But it was yeah. also like, I was like, oh, I know this song. Oh, no, I don't know this song. Oh, I do know this song. Because again, it's, it's all things that like Basement Jacks and Daft Punk, like they would have sampled. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All they were doing was like one track. All right, that's finished. Next track. All right, that's finished. Next track. And I was like, that is literally one of the best nights I've ever had musically. Uh, and I was like, it actually made me look at music in a different way. And okay, you don't have to be the most technical, whatever. Now it's literally is what elements are you playing? Like yeah. is the baseline groove? You know what I mean? So that made me look at music in a different way. Um, and like really focusing on like what's a good hook, basically. Repeat that. Take the bass out. Yep. Put a bass back in. <laughs> <laughs> There's the formula. That's brilliant. And, and um, like moving forward, like what's your future plans for for your uh, for your music and stuff like that? Like, what's in the, just keep, what's in the just keep, just keep looking to change the game. That's it. Yeah, just <laughs> That's keep it, it fresh and mixing. Just, yeah, just keep looking to change the game. And that sounds funny, but um, I've been songwriting a lot as well. It's because uh, I don't want just want to make beats. I've, I've said this to so many people is that like i don't want to just make beats um which is even if there's like a vocal snippet or there's like a uh like for instance like a hey 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 here we go hey or whatever like that mm -hmm. like that might be quite vocal to a lot of people but to eight out of ten people that's still a beat do you know yeah. what i mean because they need like a verse chorus verse chorus whatever i i want to start doing some stuff like that um because i've only ever sampled bits before um but yeah, I'm I'm just looking to work with the right vocalists, and I like I know how they need to sound in my head. I just need to meet the people and stuff and everything. Yeah. So start doing some of that. But yeah, just just keep on keeping on, basically. Um, keep making stuff and keep playing out. That's that's literally it. So but, as, uh, sorry, go on. Go on. No, go on. I was say, um, so have you ever thought about for your love for movies and stuff? As you love movies and yeah, stuff, have you ever thought about you know writing music for a short film or for anything like that? Yeah, but the thing is, like, how are you going to get into that field? That's like a whole different field itself. For sure, isn't it? yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have, yeah. You'd have to, like, like anything it. is... <coughs> I'd like to do it, but that'd be quite in, an interesting thing to do. Um, But mm. it's like, well, that's a... It's like we're saying, okay, yeah, let's do this, but then what is the actual instep of the field? Yeah. Um, But... So, no. Uh, if, 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 like, say... Steven Spielberg like managed to get my numbers like Jordan can you make this for like the next one be like yeah all right I'll give it a go yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again it's like I don't actually have him on WhatsApp so it's uh, it's a bit of a problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like 
Yeah, because I, uh, I wouldn't say like a short film, but you know, like com- yeah. your two passions combine them in some way, like maybe yeah, YouTube video or. I know, I know it sounds funny, yeah. but to me, I already do in a way. Like, just because again, is like when I when I was playing some of the stuff I've been working on to a friend recently who's not really into dance music as well, and they listen to kind of things like Cardi B and just whatever's on the radio. Mm-hmm. They like listening to it, and I said, you know, but I, I find it really cringy. Like if. If me and you are here and I'm like, oh, here, have a listen to this. I thought I'd get really cringy about like just playing it to you and then like you were there and I'm like, oh my God, I can see if you don't like it or not. <laughs> but if I played it to you and we we're at a party, I wouldn't mind. But if if you were like, oh, let me hear what you've been working on. And I play, I'm like, I'm like, oh, no, oh. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm funny like that. I'm funny like that. But when I uh, played it to him, I said, oh, your stuff's really like a film or really like a movie in a way. And that like, you can hear this is the beginning. This is the middle. It drops out and then this is like the end. I was like, well, it's it's traditional songwriting. It's just you yeah. take it and you put it to electronic music. Um, but yeah, like I said, the it even like sped up my workflow in that like looking how a film is, is arranged and like actually a traditional song is arranged. It's exactly yeah. the same. There are certain rules. There are certain rules that you kind of apply. But how do you put your stamp on those rules? If that makes sense. For sure, yeah. And how like going on from that then, like how do you? If you if if a label wants a deadline, do you meet that deadline, or do you say to them that I have to do this at the pace that I can do it? Like, how does that yeah. work? Because some people say I need this remix done by this time because it's going to yeah. be released. Like, how do you yeah. do you deal with that? Or well, I'm actually really on the ball for a lot of things, so it's never normally yeah. a problem. You <laughs> always think of the like, next song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like getting stuff done, and this is the this is the benefit as well. Say, like remixes are different to originals because with someone offers you a remix it's basically is the rule is that there's only certain parts that you need to use do you know what i mean so like 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 i said if someone says i want you to remix this i'll listen to the song and then i'll listen to like i'll think about okay i could do something with this i could you've got to listen to what's actually in the song like what's the drums doing what's the bass doing what's like any synths that are doing any like kind of melodies uh is there any effects in there like kind of so that sounds funny and it'll sound yeah. pants on its own but it's like okay could i use it is there any vocal snippets um but if you have stuff already in your locker for like i say some unreleased tracks do you know what I mean? it's like well mm-hmm. i could just use it let's say it's already something there so again yeah, this yeah. time this is why this is what helps the kind of be kind of active and like working on stuff um or again you can just build stuff from scratch but it's like anything is until you get into the field and actually doing it you'll see that some people are more on the ball than others and some people are a bit more lax and stuff yeah, and, yeah, yeah. uh it's just how it is it's, it's just like you know it's, it's no different to anything in life i did see an interview recently with like lil wayne uh and he was talking about working on something with like m like, is it machine gun kelly i think the guy's name yeah and yeah. he says when he works with him it's always like the day before it's like oh yeah can you give us a verse for the next day so <laughs> you know it's like yeah it's nice to know that even in like fields which are the biggest biggest kind of pop music stuff there's still some people that are kind of like last minute.com whatever but i just think is the more preparation you can do for anything uh the better it is you know yeah like um practice and preparation that's that's literally it um but yeah it's it's, it's just it, it it depends it's one of them like there's it's like a piece of string is there's no real rules for it it's just who are you working yeah. with yeah that's uh, uh, everything you said explains those i think is 
absolutely fantastic sort of knowledge and advice. I hope, advice. I hope, yeah, so. I hope I haven't rambled on like completely. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I love your character and everything. And oh, it's funny so. how <laughs> it's funny how like uh, we've had sort of the same upbringing. Like dad's play was Ministry of Sound. You get yeah. your first decks and you're like young and you know same sort of thing, right? And the inspirations kind of thing. Love movies and that's it's, it's, I've really enjoyed it and. Like, is there any sort of advice you'd love to give to anyone? Like, like say, whether it be DJ and producing, kind of yeah. being a promoter, or maybe in like a graphics designer to to you know do art. Well, because I because I've got my I've got my little um, label that I do and stuff, but it's I've got my own one, but it's literally just for me because yeah. like I hate having to wait around. I'm not I'm not a very patient person. <laughs> it's it's like... peak tracks, right? <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, yeah, that's yep, the one. Yeah, yeah. But. Um, I want. I wanted it anyway. Um, eventually, uh, but it's always like two or three tunes for me, just so I can get these out. Um, because there were some other guys I really liked. I think called, there's a techno guy called Truncate, and I think he does a label as well. Where he's he's allowed other people on there. But the first kind of white labels he did, it was just him. I was like, well, that's cool. Like you can put your own stuff out for like full creative control. Um, and I like that idea. Uh, and there was, there's another one, guy called Object, um, yeah. who does a label just for his own stuff. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. I'll just do it. <laughs> but I, I make all the art literally on my phone. Same, <laughs> same. Then, I do all of mine on yeah, Adobe Express. Yeah. 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 But again, it's also on my phone. But again, it's the, it's the concept, isn't it? It's like, it's really simple artwork. It's just my face, a little logo and a thing like that. So it's actually really simple. Whereas if you wanted to do something more complex, I wouldn't know. Like I wouldn't know at all if it's like lots of like I said I couldn't imagine if you wanted to replicate some of the old like Dreamscape and those rave flyers because I've seen like a few different labels kind of have that now. Yeah. Um. I'm like I would have no idea where to start with that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, <laughs> I, have no, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> so again, it's it's like knowing your means, isn't it? It's no different to like making a song. Is that um okay i've got this song idea but i want this big like piano section and it changes a lot i was like well can you play the piano do you know how to play the piano i don't know how to play the piano <laughs> so yeah, it's like, you know, yeah. unless you unless you hang out with someone um and you get them to play the piano and then you use that it's, it's just like anything it's like know your means know your limitations know your pros and cons and then kind of try and apply that way um so that would be my one for artwork, if, if anything, but I wouldn't even say artwork at all. Um, but just advice is keep at it. We're all in the same game. That's literally it. If you like it, you'll keep doing it and eventually it'll come. That's that's literally it. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to go... There, there, there is no shortcut. Like, there really is no shortcut for anything. No, no I watched an interview of Ed Sheeran and he said kind of like what you said earlier, which was use instagram as a promotional tool don't use it for anything yeah. else and yeah you know and, and like you going back to what you said earlier like from you know getting the 909 and the 808 into a small box like you just said you know you can design all your artwork on your phone you can yeah pretty much work your whole brand and business from your phone now so yeah you know well and... if if like the benefit of us is like i said is uh it's media so media like i said is technology and you can do a lot of the technology on your phone and I did this um, like interview with someone before, and like I said, in the same way that like buying like a pair of Leo Messi boots aren't going to make you Leo Messi, it's the person in charge of it. Mm -hmm. Is that there was this track 
uh, it's a story about, there was a label called My Love Is Underground. Um, I'm not sure if it's still going or not, but it's this guy who ran it called Jeremy. And he went to see Kerry Chandler play it like DC 10, Circa Loco DC 10. Yeah. And Jeremy obviously knows all his tunes. He's like a real like proper head. And like in Kerry's set, he knew like pretty much all of them apart from one. And like I said, that one track just went off. And afterwards he asked like Kerry Chandler, said, oh, what's this track? Like, what was it that you played? That was amazing. He went, and Kerry goes, oh, it's just something I made on my phone on the airport, just like, you know, when I was waiting, <laughs> just in between and stuff. But again, it's like, that's Kerry Chandler doing it. Yeah. So he knows, again, he knows the sounds, he knows work. And again, like how to structure it, how, you know, but that's literally, but again, I wouldn't say to everyone, oh yeah, just stick to your phones. <laughs> just like make yeah. stuff. Just showing like, examples, like, yeah. <laughs> there is, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's like anything. It's what are your resources and, and what can you do with it, basically? No man, I, I, I say I, I think you know you're a wealth of knowledge. Um, been following your music like I say from, I saw your name pop up and save years and years ago and yeah yeah. yeah. I, and when I started this podcast, I was like, I don't want to go for the main like I want to go full walks of life. But I was going through tracks on what because I shipped my iMac over from the UK which I bought in 2013. Okay. And I was going through I got th like thousands of tracks in there and obviously I was going through like some stuff because I was DJed here a few times. I was like, oh, I'll go play some old stuff. And I saw your name pop up. I was like, "Oh, actually, I'd love to get Jordan on actually," and but <laughs> oh, cool. kind of, you know, and uh, stuff like that. And um, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate you giving me your time. I, I do. Yeah, I mean, anytime, no, one, anytime. no one, no one owes me their time, and uh, in any way. And I appreciate every minute I get with someone that gives me their time. So, no, mate, anytime. It's it's, yeah. it's always interesting because, like I said, is um, I wanted to start like collaborating with friends on music and like making stuff with people. Obviously, if I'm going to like do songwriting, I need to collaborate. But even in like terms of songwriting, I've started doing my own vocals on certain bits. But again, I know my limitations. It's yeah. like, I know I'm not a good singer, but if you need like a, a, a club track with like a, a vocal, then you can even manipulate it. You no, know, if you can, you can manipulate it if you want it to sound robotic or if it's just a, like, you know, put your hands up, but then you can pitch that down, whatever. So I know my limitations. Um, but it's just good to chat with people that are like music wise um yeah. because you know i can learn stuff from you there's stuff i can learn from you as oh, well yeah, like, oh, yeah. Learn, i mean it's, that's that's the enjoyment of it all isn't it and yeah like i say you don't have to be a great singer but if like you say if you put if you structure it in the right places at the right hooks or the right drops and vice versa it doesn't you know you, you can make it so yeah. good you know and that's like you said it's all about structure right and placement that's a nice that's completely yeah. it. And also like concept wise as well is understanding. I just need, I just need a track. It's going to be a club track. Just need a track. Like, uh, what's, what's the classic? Like Dan Bell, like I'm losing control. I can say that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Losing control. I'm losing control. I could do something like that. Cool. Uh, I'm out of my mind. Right. Pitch that down. Bang. <laughs> there you go. Done. That's exactly what I've done <laughs> in the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it just is what it is. But like I say, it's know the concepts, know your limitations and, and let's get but if you said like, ah, oh, I want to make a song where it's like, uh, take me to the next level. I'm like, oh, I can't sing like that at all. I'm not good. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do it. Yeah, I, I get a mic. I get one of these mics, and I'll go. I say something like, uh, I don't know, um, everybody did the deal or something like that. Yeah. And I listen to. It, I go, that's automatically shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like. No matter how much I tweak it, I think it's still crap. But then I listen to some vocals in some songs, and they're just the same, sounds actually the same sort of. And yeah, 
it's on a banger, you know. So it doesn't matter if you're good or not, really. I mean, you can find a great plugin that can assist you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and but like you said in in pre, in previously in the ep, in the podcast is uh, having confidence in yourself and and knowing your limits and kind of working with your strong points. So sure, if you're good with like uh-huh, you know. <laughs> stick to that you know and then find a, a yeah. vocal that suits that but even, even then it's like you actually like people don't realize and i have this i have this chat with a lot of people because again it's i think it's understanding music and even things there's um because <clears throat> obviously you're in canada but i think you had like didn't have x but we had like american idol and things but in the uk we had like a simon cow show called x factor yeah, yeah. and things like that yeah. and a lot of people is if you hear someone's a good singer a lot of like kind of casual people go oh you should get an x factor you should do all this and stuff <laughs> yeah. but i mean yeah no, whatever but i mean just because you're a good singer doesn't mean you can make a good song there's a difference yeah like do you know what i mean it's like that's the art of songwriting and um and that sounds funny, but even if you're doing like electronic, just club tracks, you're still technically songwriting. You're still like making a song. It's just yeah. except maybe not the vocals, but you're doing it with beats and whatever. But um, it's a different skill. Like it really is a different skill. Look at like Daft Punk around the world. It's got one word in it. Banging track. Well, no, no it's yeah. not one word. It's got one phrase, but it's a robot voice. But yeah. it's still amazing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want X Factor and did around the world, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you get through or not. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine that? I'm doing dark part around the world, and then oh, that's my karaoke. That's my karaoke song. Is around the world. <laughs> Someone's like, <"Go> ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's wicked. I appreciate your time, mate. And uh, no, anytime, I mean, anytime, mate. I can't believe it's got dark there all of a sudden, really quick. How's it? How is it back in the UK? Otherwise, oh uh, yeah, it's it's fine. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's typical UK. Is that <clears throat> the weather changes all the time? um it's end of summer now so it gets dark a lot quicker but yeah it's i've got out in the sun where it's nice weather and i thought chat to you here rather than being locked in uh because i've got a remix i'm working on at the moment um for josh butler's label that i've just um yeah no josh is really sound like i really like i love his sound i absolutely love his sound always yeah no he's he's really good um, I'm just doing a remix for him and I was I was working on it inside and I was like, oh, uh, I need to not, not look out to the shop and get back. I was like, oh, I need, okay. Well, rather than being inside again, I'll come out for a bit. And like I say, now we've been chatting a while, it's got dark. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it's wicked. And um, yeah, I love Josh Butler's sound. I love him. Like uh, One of his tracks I really love is Let Me Hold You on ca- uh, Casual Records. Oh, man, that's a banger of a track. Legend- legendary Casual. Oh, like, yeah. Legendary. Yeah. And it's... And, um, yeah, oh, mate, yeah. I mean, there's so much good music out there now. And what, what do you think the style of music's like now? Do you think I've had this conversation with someone actually quickly before we finish up? But um, that's right. The, the sound of like music now. Do you think people are trying to cram too much in right now instead of trying to focus on certain elements to stand out? Like you just notice trends. It's like anything. There's certain trends that come along. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like uh, I've been playing out for a while, and obviously been making music for a while. And you tend to notice it like 10 years ago, like you're saying that 2011 yeah. to 2015, the BPM was a lot slower, mm-hmm. like even for like for house and stuff and what's like considered cool underground house, it was a lot slower. So it was maybe like 125 BPM max, like, do you yeah. know what I mean? And stuff. And that was the era when you'd have like a lot of ravers, like doing the shuffle dance and stuff and everything. Um, now everything's got a lot faster. 
like for cool underground house everything's got to like 128 bpm starting point up to maybe like 131 yeah so that's it but even in uh certain sounds getting used a lot there are um you'd have to be super nerdy to know what it is or i'd have to play you some examples but there's a lot of tracks at the moment with like a certain preset sound that's come in and that just means oh, okay that's that's really really in vogue at the moment like do you know what i mean and stuff like um just from what you get from promos and what you hear out like goes off and stuff so uh mm. but that, that always happens that's always happens but like i said it just depends on like no different to fashion no different anything you get something that's really cool for a while and then people get bored of it and it moves on again you know what i mean yeah. so that's that's yeah. always happened yeah for sure and then you sort of artwork or form of yeah like you say yeah and, but i won't uh, say what the sounds like because i don't want to like throw myself under a bus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do, you know I mean? do, do you know what i mean like, yeah, yeah, i'll just yeah. allude to it, is like you it's just you just it's important to notice trends do you know what i mean and stuff and like to understand and whatever i agree as well and i say this to people as well what if if you want to get on a label and there's a dj that you like a lot of new djs are starting like their own labels yep and kind of be a first person on that label like follow the dj and when they do like start their own label kind of jump on that and get there and the, uh, the foot in the door that way um because again like max chapman's label one guy clinton holker uh all night was a track back in 2011 he was the first song on matt chapman's label you know and it's, it's very like you say back then it was 120 really yeah. slow sort of house and yeah a lot like, slower and you know you look at labels now they're sort of changed like you say with the trends and the years that go on and yeah. cycles um, but th that that sort of information is, I think, is vital for people that are getting in now because, like you said previously in the episodes, we grew up with that experience from our parents of older music and people finding, the new generation are finding their music now on social media through short-term video. Sure. And do you know what I mean? Like, like sure. say, I don't think that some people are uh, knowing the history, like you said earlier, but... Or, where, or you know getting exposure to it but what you're what, what you've explained on the show today and the people that listen that's going to benefit them and make probably encourage them to go back and look at some songs yeah. that are, I, just, I just i just think it's good because like yeah. again is um sorry for waffling on but yeah no 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 it's not don't be silly <laughs> don't be silly um i just i just think it's good i think it's inevitable it's like if you really like something you should you should want to do your homework on it you should want to look for stuff like yeah. do you know what i mean it's like yeah. how many times have you watched say netflix or watched something and said oh you watch this movie we think you were like these and like that's terrible that's not like so you yeah, kind of yeah. have to like algorithm, algorithms are quite clever but you still have to nothing beats like a human interaction yeah because <clears throat> like i said to you again going back for it you can make a song specifically for someone it's like they still might not, not like it so um just do your digging and it's it's you like I say, you used to have to go to a record shop to dig, and like you have to go to whatever, or even. But it's it's so easy now to do it. Like, it's just just do it. Yeah, <laughs> like I see I see some videos it. on TikTok. Try, try go... Sorry, go on. What's that, sorry? I was going to say I see videos like on TikTok or Instagram that say these are the top te the DJs will say top tech bangers, and yeah. then they'll play like a mini but mix of you know what I mean. In a, in a way, that's no different to doing a DJ chart. That's their DJ chart true yeah it's just a modern it's a modern form like because again dj charts has been around forever For sure, um yeah. it's just yeah I've, I've always loved and i've always looked like a for me like a good set is like old stuff current stuff new like upcoming stuff maybe and it's like mm -hmm. a blend of it do you know what i mean so yeah. 
you know because there's there's like i say there's there's a couple of records that i play i've played out to like younger people now who are like say 1920 and they're like oh what's this song like, oh yeah it came out in 1980 whatever and it's like it's older than you right <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah, it's like, yeah, oh it's yeah. amazing oh it's really good it's like yeah there you go <laughs> like like um, i played a, I played a track uh dre beltram energy flash at a set over oh yeah like, like that's 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 timeless that's like yeah, it's, it's, it's timeless, like, so. and everyone's like what's this song like because like this song's older than me and you I yeah this person like, yeah really i'm like Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a banging track, and um, yeah, like when I was mentioning like the TikTok like top ten, uh, I mentioned it because like like you said, time evolves from like the DJ charts, and now it's mm. gone on to, you know, like we used to probably sit up and listen to Pete Tong's Radio One Friday night yeah, show yeah, to sure. listen because you've you've got on that as well, and Danny Howe's introducing right and stuff like that. I mean, they're great. Uh, that was no, it's Pete Pete Tong Pete Tong um, years ago. Uh, Danny Howard's been playing like a lot of my stuff recently. Actually, I've been chatting to him as well about doing some stuff for his label. So I'm trying to work out like just sending bits and stuff, whatever at the moment, um, to do something with him to work with him. But yeah, no, I've seemed to have like some decent support from like the radio one, like people. Uh, That's fantastic. Yeah. Like I, I took a few years out of music, um, like for like kind of health. I had some health reasons. I need to take time off. Like got back in, and in my first release, like back, like it was like Pete Tong played it, Danny Howard played it, and then Sarah Story played it like three weeks, like three weeks in a row, like on Radio One. So it's just um, but like I said that's not my first rodeo i've done it for like a long time so i kind yeah. of know, you know but even then it's like you never know if people are going to like it or not whatever but it's just if you like it do it if you love it do it and actually just get stuck in <laughs> mate, you, honestly mate you sound like you've had the same journey as i have because i took time out from music for my health and my yeah. health i had depression really really bad at one point oh, no sorry yeah and uh that's all good man it's all good um but yeah i i had to pull myself away from everything that i did because it was just uh yeah i i hit rock bottom for a, for a while and then um but i'm glad you brought it up because again like you know music is an outlet to sort of cheer you up and bring you up yeah and yeah stuff, you know and stuff like that and um i hope you're all well anyway i hope you're oh no no thank you i'm good you're fine good, and fit and everything so. um but yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's just cr- it's wild i've never met anyone where they've grown up on an island they listen to the same music growing up they did the parties young and you know you kind of pulled away from music for the same sort of reason as well so it's uh it's been refreshing to some kind of meet someone that's on the same sort of journey like that. I've not met anyone who I've interviewed. Very like very that. similar, like yeah, yeah, very similar yeah, yeah. backstories and stuff and experiences. Yeah, yeah completely. Yeah, it's kind of refreshing. So uh, yeah, uh, again, I, I can't say it enough. Thank you so ever so much for your time and not anytime, anytime. Everything, mate. yeah.